You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Scoopity boop boop boop. I can't sing. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the After Laugh Pre Laugh. <laughs> All right. So, um, this episode is a cool episode because it's our first UFC fighter. Yeah. Hopefully not the last. Hopefully not. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. You know. Am I copying the Joe Rogan formula by getting a UFC photo fighter? Yeah, I don't they, think they so. They don't own UFC fighters. Yeah. yeah. I don't own You do jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's right. I'll Y'all take did. you, Joe. I'm calling Joe Rogan out. Gi jiu-jitsu only, though. <laughs> He'd still smash me. He's a rock. Anyway, so <laughs> Ashley Evans-Smith... Uh, She's connected to the. I've met her at the Laugh Factory, the Long Beach Laugh Factory. She is uh, a badass fighter. She invited me to a fight of hers at the Barclay Center. And what she's most famous for, what blew her up on social media, is she was the first female to beat transgender uh, MMA fighter Fallon Fox. Yeah. And when she beat Fallon Fox, it was a big deal. Like, there's a lot of hype leading up to the fight. I vaguely remember it. Um, I should have probably asked her more about that. But she does touch upon it because it's based sort of on stuff that we've been talking about on the podcast and on the last South Park episode, yeah. which is the conversation about transgender athletes in sports and what is fair, what isn't fair, what do we do without seeming like we're bigoted pigs. Right, yeah. They, um... I love the way they tackle it because they tackle it from the perspective of the uh, the PC principal. Yes. Who is 100% obsessed with trying to remain in the right and in the moral high ground. But then he's confronted with an issue where like his wife is getting his ass kicked by this... Uh, this quote-unquote tra- transgender athlete. Transgender because, athlete. And it does bring the idea that there are people who become... They transition for noble reasons and for reasons that are very personal and some people do it for reasons that may not be and we don't know i don't think there's that many people transitioning uh or for for athletic how about about this identifying right 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 right. who haven't fully transitioned but identifies female and in the in that space they can win a lot because that has happened and i think that uh there's probably very few people who are doing that just for athletic achievement but it does bring up the issue of the unfair genetic advantage yes and it's like you know especially and i would say especially in fights where you're punching each other in the face like that you know and when ashley was asked she was interviewed about this a lot and her argument which i think is the best argument for this and this only really applies to fighting is it becomes a question of safety right because if you have a man who grew up a man went through puberty as a man has all the genetic and testosterone profile of a man fighting a woman uh there is it's already a dangerous sport yeah but it does you know will this continue until someone gets killed or is it already and i think uh there's probably a conflict of interest for the the fight coordinators because that gets ratings the idea that they you know what i mean absolutely so it's like well, this whole country is conflict of interest right now because, right. so, for example, Southern Poverty Law Center, which is completely opposed to Trump, was bankrupt, almost bankrupt two years ago. And now they're like a billion dollar industry because of Trump. Right. So Trump is also... What do they of, do? 
they just fight hate speech and hate crime. They're just a very, very right. liberal okay, okay. Uh, group of lawyers. And they're, they're and bursting those the things have uh, spiked ever since the Trump presidency. Yes. The same way MSNBC has gotten better right. business. Uh, the ratings on TV have done great under Trump, yeah. but the country has done bad. So, it's... so the Illuminati running things, who really are apolitical, they're just money-oriented, are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we hate Trump, too. It's like, like war is good for the economy. Exactly. Instead of the military-industrial complex, mm-hmm. it's the media-outrage-industrial complex. Yeah, there's a wag the dog going on right now. Right. We should smoke weed and do more conspiracy theories. <laughs> okay. We should have an episode on conspiracy theories. That'd be a good idea. But it has to be conspiracy theories and sex. I don't know how those would be correlated, but they have to be, right? Well, I got a conspiracy theory about <laughs> sex. I'm not having it. Oh, no. gosh, Oh, Tommy. boom. No, I, I am. Believe. Come on, folks. Folks. Uh, folks. These are bits. So, uh, <laughs> Ashley Evans-Smith, uh, check her out. She she is very, very funny. She's very, very smart. She has a lot of interesting things to say. And uh, I want her to do stand-up comedy. I want to push her to do stand-up comedy. I think she's going to do it sometime. She's, she's, she's amazing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the After Laugh. This is a um, this is a first for the podcast. First of all, we're doing it during the day, which is unusual. So you'll hear motorcycles and helicopters and just people running around. Anyway, um, I have the first fighter on the show, Ashley. Evan Smith, how you doing? Ooh, I'm the first. I'm excited. I thought you would have other fighters. I thought I would be. No, no, I know. I want to do the Joe Rogan route and just like have fighters and thinkers. But so far, it's mostly been comics, writers, directors. But it's still connected to the Laugh Factory because I met you at the Long Beach Laugh Factory. I'm going to take my hat off so I feel like less of a douche and more of a schlub. Um, So you are a fan of comedy, obviously, as well. Yeah. Um, I think when I first met you, probably when most people first meet you, they're, uh, they have two uh, concurrent emotions. One is like, wow, she's hot and I'm a little scared. <laughs> so um, uh, when, when I, I think I first saw you as like a picture Adam, Adam Hunter posted. And I said, this girl, who is this girl? She, she looks amazing. And then I looked you up as a fighter and I started looking at your fights. I said, this girl is the shit. <laughs> so I'm a fan. I'm fangirling over here right now. And uh, anyway, let, let's get to you a little bit because uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, – our sort of quasi friendship, um, but I want to sort of get back to this your origin story. Whenever I hear uh, about a woman who's a fighter, when I hear about a, com- uh, a female comic, I'm, I always assume it's a circumlocutus route to become a female comic. Like guys are just like the class clowns or dickheads or whatever, and like young guys who are in trouble and fought a lot, they become fighters maybe. So, what was your path to becoming a UFC fighter? Yeah, um, I get asked this sure question a lot. All yeah, the time. obviously. So maybe I should add no, some. Like- no, no, no. Like, I mean, I, I definitely think that this audience is a unique audience, probably. Yeah. It's probably not your typical mixed martial arts audience, probably more comedy based, but some people that maybe know both. So it's cool for them. So I'll just. I'll there is a my- lot of weird overlap with comedy and fighting. It used to be comedy and porn. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Really? Mm-hmm. There used to be a lot of porn. By the way, we have Ashley's childhood. Still, and current best, best friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, whenever I know someone who has a best friend that they've known since childhood, I always assume that person's a good person. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. When someone's like, this is my best friend. We've known each other for three months. I'm like, ugh. Or we're two really fucked up people that just get along really well. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, you might, have, you might be like evil together. <laughs> yeah. So, and what is your name? My, my name's Kendall. Kendall Asbell. <laughs> you can say your full name. It's fine. <laughs> it's Ken- Unless you Ken- want to be incognito no, now. No, Kendall Asbell. Yeah. Um, At we're from Kendall the uh, <laughs> exotic location of Ukiah, California. It's haiku Where's spelled you, backwards. Is, is yeah. Ukiah, is that the OC? No. <laughs> I don't know where the, I don't know where, where's Ukiah? Yeah. Ouch. Okay, like, let's, let's do a little bit of origin story because okay. to me, you're a superhero. <laughs> but kind of you are. Mm. Like you should, first of all, you got to get into a superhero movie somehow. I would love to, for sure. Who was the, who was the first bitch that, what was her name? Yeah, in that <laughs> Assassin's movie or whatever. Uh, who, she was or, a UFC fighter. She was really blonde. cute. No, she wasn't blonde. Oh, it was before oh Ronda Gina. Rousey. Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah. yeah. She's killing uh, it. I had such a crush on her. Who doesn't? Yeah. I'm not even a lesbian, and I'm like, I would. Yeah, she was great. <laughs> and it's so funny, because I remember when she had her first fight scene in a movie, of course, they did the whole flying arm bar. Every yeah. time they have a, a UFC fighter in a movie, they got to do the flying arm bar or flying uh, triangle. Yeah, maybe. of course. Um, all right, so you guys, Ukiah, we're going to start the story in Ukiah, California, which is somewhere... <laughs> That's not here. Yeah, no, it's not. I would describe it if there was like a ringtone for Ukiah, California. It would go ding, 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 ding. Oh, really? <laughs> like, that would be the ringtone, and um, and then it'd be like, let's smoke a joint. Yeah, yes. yeah. So is it like where crystal meth is is made type of place? Yeah, yeah it, is. it really lot. is. To be honest, yeah, a lot sure. of people grow in weed, and then they realize they can make more money doing meth, or they get caught up doing meth because they want to pay attention to growing weed yeah so it's a weird so weird they're out in the mountains who knows what the fuck they're doing yeah. out so there. is ukiah near is in the mountains so if yeah you, if you that's how i explain it to people if you go up the 101 you pass san francisco you just keep on trekking past the 101 you get to like some woodsy area and you keep going and then eventually you hit our boondock town ukiah and so it's just like way up there so is it close to i'm so dumb oregon is no no not state? that far it's like two and a half hours over the golden gate bridge okay but yeah. it's the yeah. sticks yeah, yeah it's for the sure. st- and like once you get like out in the mountains or like to willets or brook trails or that shit out there like yeah tom kai road people don't know what you're saying whenever right i hear about <laughs> people who, who went to school in the sticks and i grew i grew up in a very urban school guys but when i hear about people, there's either one of two things either it's a nice provincial fun upbringing or it's a lot of drugs a lot of sex early on and just crazy shit. Oh yeah. The, so, la- the latter. <laughs> the latter. So obviously it was a public school. Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah, yes. There was one. Well, what was it like? What was it like in Ukiah? Give, I mean, give us a little armchair traveler right here. I'd say, you know, the school wasn't too small because all of the small towns, you know, the the high school students nearby would have to come, you know, collectively to one yes. high school. So, so Ukiah was, was the big town of all the small towns. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is very true. Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and um, I would say that, you know, for me, you know, Kendall too, actually, we both grew up kind of living like a double life of like a jock life, but also like a punk rock lifestyle. Yeah. So like yeah. we were, I think, yeah, me and you were like the only. We were the only like punk rock jocks. Yeah. Because I had like pink hair and okay. she had like red hair. Yeah. And Ashley started doing wrestling. She tried to play soccer with me, but failed. Not a runner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was like, get down to one end and then we just go back to the other side. Then we go to the other I'm like, there's no point to this game. <laughs> she, she hurt some girl. She yeah. made some girl cry. Was, I like the slide yeah. tackling. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, I think that's what she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, yeah, that was a really interesting combination. We got to see both yeah. sides. So we were going high. to practice. Were you guys always you know? friends? Or at one point you were like, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, and then you became no, friends? No, freshman year, Ashley was kind of like, 
Ashley was kind of like, let's be friends. I remember yeah. like she like pushed it on me. She's like, you seem like a cool chick. Like, <laughs> I, I will still do that. I'll be, if she, I like a girl, I'm like, it's pretty rare when I meet a girl that I really click with and I'm like, I'm not gonna let you go. <laughs> like, we're gonna yeah, be friends. Yeah, yeah she cool. def- we definitely had like a, a click. Yeah, a click for sure. Her parents gave me my first job at like 15, almost almost 16. I, yeah. they, her parents own a nursery, like a oh, wow. plants in a... She's hauling so, plants. Yeah, so I was like a nursery worker. Yeah, <laughs> not marijuana plants. Yeah, just no. Regular, <laughs> regular plants. Now, so you actually, you started, you said you wrestled in high school? Or you, yeah, I wrestled mm-hmm. on a boys team in high school. On a boys team. Yeah. She was the first and girl. You're you're, oh. you're you're still very young, but that must have been obviously the first girl. Yeah, like you hear about it more and more now. Yeah. But this was at least what, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I went to high school. What we were oh five graduated in oh five. Mm-hmm. So in two thousand and one, I started wrestling, and it's just it was very unique and unorthodox and weird, just like most of my lifestyle has yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what happened was I was wrestling with my brother and his friends, and I used to beat them up because I'm about a year older. And then uh, his friend John, remember John Scoggins? Yeah, he, uh, went you gave to, John. Sc- you gave the look like he was hot, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. Um, but he went to military school and came back, and then like. Uh, where I used to beat him up, he just double legged me and did all this stuff and was like, "Don't worry, girls can't wrestle." Oh and shit! And that was the spark. Literally, we we owe it all to John because <laughs> that was a spark that was like, "Oh, you can't tell me I can't do something." Like that's the mentality I've always had. Yeah. And so I went out, joined the wrestling team. I don't even know why I stuck with it because I got beat up for like the first season until I finally beat one girl. Well, let me let me ask about that for a bit because I find it very whenever women enter uh, a male profession or sport yeah, or whatever dominated, it is, yeah. I, I imagine, like I've always been kind of a passive dude, but I just can imagine the amount of vitriol and hate and resistance that probably changes at some point. You could probably make a nice movie. Yeah. You well, know, lifetime I mean, movie for it. No, no. I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's not just sports. It's politics. It's yeah. probably comedy. You know, like yeah. women are always going to be just a little behind, a little discriminated against, you know, just, just the way society is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're a little behind the times, but then sometimes it catches up. And I just just really, really lucky. I had all these coaches that were loving and accepting. So you supported all, all the way. But I heard horror stories. I, I had uh, other friends, you know, I'd go to these tournaments and hear horror stories from other girl wrestlers, like coaches that just – did things or said things that like trying to make them quit, you know, try to make yeah. them uncomfortable. Probably yeah. like these days you'd probably have a lawsuit, but back in the day was like a little, little, you could do more and get away with it yeah. back then, you know? So, yeah. um, I smack everyone in the ass. Yeah. You want to be equal? Yeah, equal. exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. But that never happened to me. And I don't know, like I have a really kind of fuck it mentality with a lot of things. So maybe I would have been okay. Or maybe that would have ruined my whole career and I would have felt uncomfortable and not, you know, wrestled anymore and obviously yeah. not been where I'm at right now. But so I, I always attribute uh, my success to the people who, who helped me, which were high school wrestling coaches, college, yes. college wrestling coaches, you know, yes. my first MMA coach, even though I'm not with them now, they made me the fighter and the person that I am today. Yeah. yeah. So it's always like encouragement and just a smidge of bullying. You need a smidge yeah. of bullying oh, yes, and people yes. shitting on you dude, to motivate you. Dude, that's I, why I'm always like, quit shame shaming. You know what I mean? <laughs> I quit shame shaming. Let, let me say, Ashley was like the toughest person in our friend group out of girls and guys, like hard, hard. <laughs> From court. day one. Oh, but like, there was no way any of us were going to like bully her. <laughs> like she had to have some sort of coaches or teammates. Yeah. To when like, did you realize that you were like, that you were tough? Because I'll, I'll tell you this real quick. I, I've never been tough. Uh-huh. In my head, I, I, I always thought I was tough. And I wanted to be tough. And I would get in fights sometimes. 
and I did choke a person out who, who assaulted a woman, which is a highlight. But I'm not going to talk about it. I did that. <laughs> but but I'm, I just not, I'm just not tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I bleed. <laughs> I bleed a lot. But I do jujitsu. Yeah. You can be a you can My be a bleeder. Bleeds. So um, <laughs> so I'm always fascinated with the idea. Like I always wanted to be tough, and I thought it'd be tough. But then I played on like a mostly black football team. I'm like, not only am I not tough, I'm not fast or athletic. strong or anything. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. um, so where was the moment where you're like, because obviously to get to the UFC, mm-hmm. if people don't know, uh, Ashley's a UFC fighter, and just whatever promotion, whatever professional promotion. Uh, you might be in the future. It's still like, that is such a rarefied air of people who can do that. Yeah. It's so, I mean, anyone, let's be honest, anyone could be a comic. <laughs> Any single person, Kendall, you could tomorrow go on stage, <laughs> tell a couple dick jokes, and there'll yeah. be like five comics like, she's cute. Hey, you want to go on the road? I'm good so, with the dick um, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> go on. I need some. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I always dick? kind of think about, like, I do think about a lot of people who on this podcast as superheroes, you know, really. So when was, like, the moment where you go, oh, I have a gift that I can actually, that, that makes me different. Was there a moment where you were younger, where you were fucking up your brother, where you were like, wait, I'm, most girls can't do this? No, honestly, like, I think it was only the last few years in my career uh, that I've realized that, like, oh, like, I am someone that people look up to and aspire to be like, which is really fucking weird because, you know, like, I think everybody internally, even if you're, you know, I know that like presidents probably over here, like, am I doing this right? You know, we all have this internal voice, right? Do you think Trump thinks that? No, No, never mind. Well, not that president. (laughs) Okay, probably not. But, uh, you know, like, it's very weird because, you know, Kendall knew me as a fucking adolescent little hooligan and we would go into like these punk rock shows and we'd go in the mosh pit and me and Kendall would like get into fights with these chicks at the mosh pit and stuff like that. But that was all like teen teen angst and like anger built up and stuff. Like I was not doing anything worthwhile but then if you collect if you put all those together all those interactions made me kind of just a tough bitch you know what i mean like i like fighting and i like being rough and tough and like the wrestling and then like somewhere along the way you're like oh like tough is like who i am it's definitely a characteristic it's an adjective that i would definitely describe myself use to describe myself so um but no i never like there was never a point where i was like yeah like i'm you know, superhero ish, you know, but I definitely yeah. nowadays being on a, having a platform and, you know, like followers, you know, a number of followers don't fucking mean shit. But at some point when people message you and say like, you inspired me, yeah. I'm doing this because of you. Then you're like, Ooh, I'm making stuff happen. People are yeah. paying attention, you know? And mm-hmm. that just happened the last couple of years, just, you know, with the, with the thanks to social media, you know, and the ability to connect and reach out to somebody, you know, and then plus my, my, you know, uh, eagerness to talk to everybody, you know, if someone's listening to this podcast right now and they want to talk to me, as long as you're not sending me a dick pic, I'll probably talk back. You know, and remember, no uh, dick pics, guys. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I I think that to answer your question, like I never thought like super highly of myself. And even now I'm I'm very, very hard on myself. Sure. But I am cognizant and I and I and I know that people are watching and look up to me. So I kind of try to be all I can be, you know? Yeah, of course. No, it's important. Now, of course, when I look at you now and I think of you guys in in middle school together, ninth grade together, I can't help but (laughs) see you with. Uh-huh. Your shaved head, the tattoos. I, like, when did that start? Because obviously you guys are both punk rock, but she went, she yeah. like fully went into it and you went back and now you look like a teacher. And not in a bad way, <laughs> Do I Kendall. Look like a teacher? I mean, I'm like a teacher that a, a, teacher that a student would have impure thoughts about, but yeah. like a teacher, yeah. you know what I mean? It's my kind of teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so when did, when did that start? And, and, and 
touch briefly about like, you, I know you said you had brothers. Were your parents supportive of this? Were you from, I mean, look, I can't tell you how many people I have on this podcast who just have the most troubled upbringings. Oh, and, it, yeah. and one thing that I've really gotten from this podcast more than anything else and having a daughter, I've been very present to it. It's, it's shitty for everyone. But women have it so much <laughs> fucking harder. When you have an you know, you have an abusive dad and you're a guy, you just get the shit beat out of you sometimes. When you have an abusive dad and you're a woman, it's a whole other story. So was there stuff in your childhood growing up that you feel contributed to what you said, like pent up anger that would in the mosh pits or was it Oh, for sure. I mean, like we all have some kind of like uh we all have some reason why we are the way we are. And, you know, if you choose to dissect that, it can really help you out later. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've never actually saw a therapist or seen a counselor, which I, I'm realizing later in my late like years now that like most people do see a therapist and I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should talk to someone. But uh, um, I'm just, uh, I'll just go with, get in the cage and work it out that way, you <laughs> yeah. know, like oh, yeah. therapy. Um, Same comics. They yeah. Stage, they work it out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, actually I heard this girl, like one of, my, one of my favorite comics, she was like, she's like, you know, oh, like my comedy lately has been really on point, which means my life is really fucked up right now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I get it, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, answer your question. I... I come from a, a family of uh, drug addicts. Okay. So there, thank goodness there was no like physical abuse or even verbal abuse. It's just a lot of like, I'd say like just kind of neglect in the sense that like, you know, most family are like, let's do this. Let's, you know, go on like a you know, vacation or, or let's have dinner together or, you know, whatever. Like there was no extreme abuse. It just really wasn't like a family environment sure. where you learn these like good lessons about how to believe in yourself or, you know, like how to do the right things. It's just yeah. like I had to learn those things outside of the home and you don't always learn the right ways and so you know not saying that our punk rock like little click was awful but we got into a lot of fucking trouble yeah you know and i made some poor decisions that essentially landed me in juvie you know kendall knows the story and yeah. a lot of people know the story about um well, people here don't know it so go on <laughs> uh, well, if i you mean because like your first look you're a fighter so your first fight is a seminal moment in your life obviously i'm assuming it involves a fight uh yeah. not really a fight it was more one side <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, long story short, like it's our senior year and after, you know, I started drinking at probably like 14 or 14, so somewhere around there. And we did it a lot, a lot, a lot. I, I was actually thinking about this, uh, yesterday cause I was talking to some people and I was like, yeah, I think drinking was the first thing I really applied myself to. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be the best drinker. I'm going to drink a lot, you know, like, yeah. because we just, it makes sense. The you, group you that were. we were with, yeah. you, you were, yeah, thanks, you, thanks. You I, did really, a good job. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> champion. I was a champion drinker. Um, so, you know, basically I was in this environment of my family, not like really abusive, but like, you know, drugs and, and neglect. And my mom was never around and, you know, my dad was around, but, you know, doing his own thing. You know, my yeah. grandfather was a very strong, very strong um, And what is your heritage? Um, so there's like a lot of fucked up like situations with my family. Like there was like a big family secret because my dad that raised me is not my real biological dad. When did you find that out? Sixth grade. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and so I always knew. And Come then, to the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, actually, my mom, like, all drugged out, told me randomly, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, but it didn't, like, affect me, at least, like, not consciously that I can tell. Maybe sure. subconsciously. Sure, you're grade, you're like, okay, was, there's another person. Yeah, okay. like, it didn't really mean much, you know. I, I, was, I was a kid that grew up very fast, you know, emotionally, because yeah. you have to sometimes. Sure. So when she said that, I was like, okay, no big deal. It doesn't, doesn't take anything away from the people that actually put time into raising me and loving me. You know, so that's why my grandfather was a very big uh, person, very important to me, just because he had his shit together, you know, and uh, yeah. So, so to answer your so question, just, though. Just to, just to slow it down a little bit, because your mind 
fires almost faster than your punches. <laughs> yeah. um, so you are being raised by a man as your who was your biological father, but was your father. Yeah. So, but he uh, didn't adopt you. He no, was no, just, no. He Long knew that he knew that you weren't his daughter. Basically, what happened was that my mom had uh, cheated on my dad, and, and uh, everybody knew because when I came out, I was real brown looking, you know. And uh, and then it was just like a big family secret that no one told me until I was like in sixth grade, and uh, I found that out. And then I still have not even talked to my father about it, you know, because you haven't talked to your biological father or no i, I met my father. biological father one time and then he went to he went to jail what was his what was his heritage because you look like mexican. you could be he was mexican yeah i was supposed to say you look so like half mexican or, uh -huh. okay mm. but that that half also mexican. that's a big change i imagine in your life to go oh i'm not just a cracker i have a whole like no to be honest because like i mean not really like because i, I feel like you know, let's say someone told you right now, you know, you're you're part Asian. Yes. Are, are you going to go to China and find your roots? It's like, I maybe, sure. but like me, I'm kind of like this right here, like what I've been raised around, like this is who this I am, is, course, you know, this is who I am. So it's and like. you still have a relationship with, with your dad who raised you, not your biological I mean, kind of, you know, we never were that close growing up and we're not that close now. Um, the biological dad, I don't at all. I just met him that one time and then I just thought to myself, and then when we went to jail, so I'm like, why am I going to like try to sure. have a relationship with this guy? He's got some shit going on, you know? Um, so just kind of like a clusterfuck of family drama, but realistically, like it never really bothered me. Yeah. Like I was always just like, I'm going to hang out with my punk rock friends. I'm going to wrestle. And then I, I, senior year, I was like, oh, I just want to keep wrestling. So I went to college to wrestle. Where do you go to college? Menlo College. It's uh, right next to Stanford. It's a private college. Was that like a, uh, oh, ever, was that like a scholarship thing? As yeah, a yeah. Half and half. So I got a little bit of scholarships and a little bit of grants from being poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just was always like, I want to do this. And, but like, yeah, there was some family drama that happened, but I don't think it ever, at least like consciously, like I'm sure it came out, came out like in like maybe like drinking or like really relationships or you know like maybe this desire to want to punch people in the face for a living i don't know <laughs> uh, but maybe we should see a therapist about it um, or just punch more people in the face yeah that's how you free th free therapy yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually yeah. they're paying me for therapy so um but yeah like I, I guess i did have a rough upbringing but i'm always very grateful that it wasn't worse than what i've heard yeah you know what i mean yeah. like I feel like I, I had it easy because realistically, what if I, if the tables were turned and I was spoon fed and was a rich kid and then, know, you know, like well. I, I think about that a lot. I'm like, dude, I kind of had the perfect mixture of like shittiness, but not yes. too comfortable, you yes. know? Like, it's a funny thing too, because as parents, you're like, I want my kids to be provided for and they want to be rich for their children and their children come out to be complete fucking assholes. Yeah. And I, I have two friends right now who are both currently in rehab. And their parents are billionaires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, well, I don't, I don't know what it is. And they're nice guys, but like, I guess I don't have obstacles. But yeah. This I is mean, an obstacle. Look, I'm not, a, I'm not a parent. I don't know if I ever will be one. I'm, you know, times are ticking away, and mm -hmm. I highly, you know, no prospects on site, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, if I was a parent, let's say I made a bajillion dollars tomorrow, and then I had a kid, I think that there's a way, you know, you have to like be very hands on and be like, look, like I'm gonna teach you about money, you know, and not just giving the kid a lot of money, you know, like. It might be a lot, might be even more work when you have money yeah. to help them see the value of money and the value of hard work and all that kind and of giving stuff. Giving back and everything but else, yeah. that seems like a job in itself and that mm. does not seem desirable to me at all. Now, Kendall, <laughs> do you have any embarrassing stories from Ashley? <laughs> I, I, we never, got the, we, we never got the juvie story. Mm. I feel like Ashley's very good at the deflection oh. game. No, no, this story is great because it really like, <laughs> it really made me who I am. But yeah. I'll, give, was, you, I'll yeah. give you the uh, cliff notes and Kendall can add on later. Uh, yes, I, can, I can I, I need to hear my um, 
we were out drinking. It was our senior year. Uh, you know, like I said, I was a championship drinker. I, I remember that night started with me taking my grandfather's truck and we stole a handle of uh, Jack Daniels from the yeah. Food for Less. Yeah. For the Food for Less. <laughs> Everything like, about that sentence is so awesome. <laughs> you stole your grandfather's it, truck and stole a handle of Jack Daniels from the Food for Less. It yes. was our friend That's, Logan who was wearing like a punk rock jacket with like an exploited it. like tea, like spray painted thing on the back and like a... Dude, literally he oh, ran that. he ran into the store grabbed the bottle i'm the driver he jumps in the back of the truck like speed away and i'm like this is the start to the night okay so oh, here we God. go and then we like go to this parking lot where our friend's dad was like a security guard or whatever like my ex at the time or boyfriend at the time i don't even know if he were a boyfriend um and we're all just drinking and listening to music and getting wasted and we're high school kids and somewhere on the lane i got into a fight with my friend at the time cheryl who was very 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 close friend and she's like a petite girl you know taller but like just petite not what a, was the fight about a boy bullshit like something that was stupid uh, i heard you I, oh, I, candle I, has I, candle I, chip in. um so from what i heard from when i got the call the next day because mm. i i had left <laughs> minutes before this went down i was told that um cheryl couldn't find the keys to her car and that she was asking ashley yeah. for her keys she was saying she was asking where the keys were and Ashley, I don't know if you didn't have the keys. There was a miscommunication about the it was keys. Like nothing. It felt accusatory. But no one should have been driving anyway. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Basically, like, it's nothing. Like I said, it was nothing. That's nothing. It's not like, oh, I fucked your boyfriend. Like, no, it's nothing. Yeah, it, was it was nothing. Keys. It was a bullshit little thing. So, anyway, so, like, we into this fight over nothing. And I basically, like, start teeing off on Cheryl. Like, this is, by the way, this is all told to me the next day. after. Oh, I you were blackout drunk. I, I woke up with a bloody knife in my pocket in oh, somebody's uh, attic. Was that your first? Attic. Was that your first fight, or were you already it's my like, first stabbing? I had been in plenty of fights before that. Wait, is there, are yeah. there more stabbings? Have you, have, did you see her in fights? Like, uh, like not too many. My parents were a little more strict, so I I was usually like gone. She had I, good parents. That's I, the parents that gave me my first. Like job. I had I had more of like a like you midnight ducked out right before shit went down. Yeah, exactly. Like I had okay. to be home. Um, my parents didn't give a fuck where I was. So at. your first stab. By the way, so he, hope you're only stabbing. No. No, not that. Yeah, you know what? No, only one. One and done. Yeah. yeah. One and done. That's how stabbing should be. It's like it was my first stabbing. One and done. Okay, so. Uh, but yeah, she, so didn't, she didn't stab Cheryl. No, I did not yeah. stab Cheryl. Uh, so, so what the fight happened? You're teeing off by teeing off. You're just like, 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 like me and her are fighting, but Cheryl's not a fighter. So it's just me like going to town on Cheryl's face. <laughs> and then like, so one of our guy friends or two of our, I think our guy friends like go to pull me off. And this is what I'm told. And Kendall was told also because she wasn't, wasn't there. But like that I basically pull a knife out and stab one of the guys that is trying to like save Cheryl uh -huh. and I stab him in the side and uh, everyone kind of like freaks out and I have like bits of pieces like like you know in the movie where it's like Oh, yeah. oh, like fades in, fades out. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, flash. Oh, oh, like, um, so I have like little flashes of like, you know, like his face, like of horror. And then me kind of being like, oh, shit, like, what have I done kind of situation? Like just fucked up crazy movie stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then like everybody kind of like, like, like scattered, like, like flies, like, ah, oh, you know, like crazy Ashley. <laughs> and then um, like I remember the person, like the guy who actually like hid me in his attic, which down tim was down as fuck now that i think yeah, about that I, like, I, he hit he, me in his no, attic he was 
wasted. Well, he was, so, fucking, he was yeah. also he had also been at a costume party that night and was dressed as Quail Man that whole night. <laughs> I would like to point yeah. out, he, Quail Man saved her. Well, Quail, Quail Man saved me. Quail, uh, Quail Man pulled up at the exact moment that all the shit went down. I jumped in the car. I was like, drive, drive, drive. And he had no idea what had just happened. He hid me in his attic. I wake up to find out that I had stabbed Dustin, like our fucking friend at the time. And uh, yeah, the cops were Where'd looking for me. Where'd you stab him? In the side. In the butt. In the butt. It was like right, like right here. Yeah. So obviously it wasn't a fatal wound. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I heard he'd even need stitches. I heard that like butterfly, little the butterfly things, whatever. So and I like not that I should be making jokes, like. Yeah, the cops were looking for me, and so you heard the cops were looking for you. Yeah. Oh my God, Ashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm fucking 17 years old. I'm not gonna be on the lam for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, so I like took took like a day or so. Actually, I met up with Kendall, and Kendall was like. You need to turn in. yourself in. Yeah. And I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> and then we walked, me and Kendall walked from this little park that we met, walked or have our fucking asses to the jail. And that I was must like, have been the longest walk of your life. Well, it's you cry. Everything's close. <laughs> okay. Let me <laughs> say it. Once we got there, they made us wait for a half an hour. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm we, trying to turn myself in here. <laughs> like what the Yeah. Fuck? And the lady's like, oh, there's no one there at that office that you're at. We'll send a patrol call over. And it was a weird, weird story. Yeah. But what ended up happening was went to juvie went to court essentially got got off really really lucky because i uh had a scholarship to go to college the judge put me in um <clears throat> was on house arrest at first graduated you know with the ankle bracelet you had the ankle bracelet yeah with ankle bracelet graduated high school with the ankle bracelet this is how you're starting your life little yeah. life and then uh yeah and then i was in juvie the all summer and then the judge was super awesome judge mayfield never forget because how fucking dope is she she let me go to college in in the bay area and then on my thanksgiving and christmas vacations i had to come um serve the remainder of my time back in my small town in, in juvie yeah and so it was so shitty like my freshman year was such a fucking weird year because oh bye guys going off on you know christmas vacation i was like going back to the pokey <laughs> you know like what the fuck and uh finally my freshman year ended i was still on like probation for like three years after that but uh didn't drink for four years in college i didn't want to stab anybody and ruin my life yeah uh, and then got my degree and then uh yeah here i am today <laughs> yeah now was juvie was juvie scary no, I mean, I was just in like, Ukiah? yeah, I mean, there was a lot of like fucking weirdos in there, but it was, it was scary because like I had realized I was at this point where my whole life was ahead of me and I was sitting in a fucking juvenile hall like cell thinking like, is my life over before it even starts? Sure. And I'm just so happy that that happened because what if that happened in college or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it happened at the moment where I had to make the choice of like, you're going to be a shithead for the rest of your life, yeah. like be a drug addict in your small town, or you're going to clean your shit up and you're actually going to make something of your life. Life. Yeah. And so even though I'm sorry, Dustin, um, I'm so <laughs> happy that that happened because yeah. like I was like, dude, I'm not going to end up like, you know, some people that, you know, name yes. names, but like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, look, I, I want to hear uh, Kendall t while you drink your water. <sighs> parched. <laughs> then you need a gallon a day as a fire. Yeah. What is your embarrassment? You must have a, one good story about Ashley fires. that maybe you uh, haven't told before. You definitely haven't told on podcast before. Kendall, come on. Well, we need a genre because we have so many. We were like yeah. really good friends for like four years. <laughs> Okay. Uh, a genre. I have a. Mm. Well, I'll say I'll say one thing. Ashley was the first person to punch me in the face. <laughs> was that when you asked me to? I I asked her. Yeah, to. she, she asked was me already. To. She was a wrestler, and I had never been punched in the face. And I think yeah. we were like. Were, you must have been drunk at that point. Hey, yeah, it was a little face. tipsy. We were eating like pop tarts outside of. But Nash I could totally house. see. 
<laughs> and I remember being like, darts. I'm like, remember being like, you should punch me in the face. And <laughs> Ashley's like, you don't want me to do that. Kendall and I had a punk rock band in high school too. Yeah. Oh, you did? It yeah. lasted like 10 seconds. Yeah. What was it called? <laughs> I don't even uh, We don't remember the name. Yeah. Know. We were aspiring yeah. girl punk rock band. Um, aspiring girl punk rockers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about any like crazy stories off the top of my head. Do you? I mean, we just... What is the story that maybe you haven't told about Ashley that would embarrass her right now in front of a podcast audience? I'm not, not going to be embarrassed, but you can tell whatever you want. Yeah. I, Nothing? All right. We could, I, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I've, she's I, such an open book. There's no, there's no skeletons you can... No, there's plenty of stuff we did, but I can't remember. Well, I do want to also get into... So you, were, you wrestled all through college. Yes. Now, and you were wrestling just with girls or boys and girls? Uh, in college, it's all women. All yeah. women. Yeah. Oh. Wait. <laughs> Here we go. Ashley, this one time she went to a wrestling match and she was hungover and the girl like she, Ashley kind of the girl kind of like squeezed her and Ashley vomited That's, on the girl. Oh, yeah. Like, awesome. like, like a, uh, that was definitely senior year. I was like getting wasted the day before tournaments and like going and yeah. I was one tournament I showed up drunk to and wrestled drunk. Yeah. Oh really? My senior year, yeah. Wow, I can't imagine that being very effective. I still yeah. won. Oh, but, yeah. you, but you were also... No, no, no. Maybe it, it was pretty effective. Yeah, it was yeah, effective, effective, yeah. L lots of rage. Yeah, <laughs> like, lots of rage. Ashley maybe had a little bit of rage. <laughs> and when she said she teed off on Cheryl's face, it wasn't like maybe the first time that yeah. it happened. <laughs> yeah. I've always had uh, an affliction for fighting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just like really like... It always felt good. Like, like we would get into like these fights with these girls sometimes at like punk rock shows. Like, being the, me and Kendall, were, like, you know, because she was like soccer player too and kind of like crazy. We'd just be like elbowing people, and some girl would get her fucking feelings hurt, and we're like, bro, it's a mosh pit, calm the fuck down. And then yeah. like Kendall would pop off at the mouth, and I'll be like, I'll finish it. And like, you know, like, <laughs> and so like that just felt good, you know. Like I remember like leaving a show, like kind of like bruised and like just be like I fucking love life you know like the music and, and like you know just getting into fights and stuff like which is not something I recommend for everybody you know <laughs> do but, not try this at home yeah don't yeah. try this at home but now it's still it's kind of still the way I live my life I still love music I'm probably gonna we're probably gonna go see ironically one of our fucking old high school like <laughs> love like bands that we loved in oh, high wow. school saves yeah. a day mm -hmm. we saw Tiger Army the other night oh, we saw Tiger Army which was like an old punk rock band that we like used to listen to in high school days and yeah. you know but and now so now I still love going to music and I still love fighting but I'm doing it both things in different just different ways yeah, yeah. how did the um, so you wrestled all through college and you're wrestling were you a champion collegiate wrestler yeah uh, so I because I imagine again UFC you have to be recruited in the a lot of people get recruited in college. Was that how it worked um, for you? No, no, no. So I was a high school state champion uh, of Washington, Oregon, and California. So that went really well for me. And then I went to college, and I was a four-time All-American there. Um, and so I think my highest accolade was I got fourth uh, nationally. And so uh, that was good. And then I was just, like, going to be an investigative journalist. I got my degree in journalism. I wanted to, you know, be a reporter and do all like this stuff. Like a crime reporter? Yeah, exactly. And uh, then it was 2009. It was during the recession. And so I fucked started bartending because just to make ends meet and I ran into Eugene Jackson who was an older UFC fighter like UFC 2 and 3 yeah. and put that in to put that put that in perspective we are now at UFC like 234 or something like that Crazy. so back in the day you know like before yeah. weight classes and all that so and you ran into him like at the bar yeah I was working and he was I had like, had like a shirt on like a wrestling shirt or something like that and he was like oh your boyfriend wrestle and I was like 
No, motherfucker. Like I did, you know, and long story short, he invited me to his gym that he just opened up. I said, oh, I'm really broke. I just graduated college. He's like, oh, I'm, I didn't say I was going to, you know, charge you. you. Just come and train. I was like, OK. And we clicked and he basically took me under his wing and I fell in love with the sport, you know, did a little bit of striking. Uh, after three months, jumped right into my first fight, took seven Whoa, amateur three fights. Three months and of training. Yeah. Your first fight, obviously an amateur fight. Yes. How did the amateur fight come about? He, he, set uh, it up he was just well, there was an organization. It's still an organization. It's called CAMO, California Amateur Mixed Martial Arts Organization. Uh-huh. And, that, and actually, I was at some fights last night in Long Beach. And uh, there are a lot safer now. Like when you're first an amateur, uh, first three fights of your amateur career, you have to wear shin guards and uh, you can't elbow or knee to the head. But you don't wear the face. No, you don't you wear headgear. No, yeah. but you can't elbow or knee to the head. And then after three fights, then is when you, you can start elbowing, knee to that you take the shin guards off. But back when I was doing it, you could, it's just fight you just fight. weren't getting paid for it was it was it like could you do fish hooks and no 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 and... no. there's like you know no no ball kicking or titty grabbing or i don't even know yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like <laughs> like there's rules definitely to it but uh but yeah so i ended up fighting under him for like 10 months and then uh so goes the way of my so life your I... first your first amateur fight i guess i would connect this to a comic first time you get on stage right you must have been were you nervous did you feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like. No, because it's different than wrestling. You know, like you've seen MMA, so it's it's not a team sport. And not only is it not a team sport, but they make a big production out of it, like the lights and the music and the walkout song, and you know, slapping you. Here we go, and then you run around the cage, and it's like they announce you. It's like yeah. it's a big fucking deal. And so even you know, my first amateur fight, I was nervous as fuck. And mm. this next fight, I'll be just as nervous because yeah. you know, it's like what they say in fighting. It's every fight, every uh, yeah, your next fight is your most important fight yeah you know you're only I mean? as good as your like well, that's, that's a phrase they fight, say yeah. they say that too but like as far as like importance goes you know like your next fight will always be your next important and fight this is a ufc fight too no my no. my amateur fight no no your, your next fight oh is... yeah yeah I'm, I'm in contract with the ufc so yeah okay. so i still have some contracts all right um, so um so your amateur fight and you won that fight yeah i won like my first like four or five fights um just took the girl down like real sloppy striking and then just went bang 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 you know like on her face and then your wrestling base must have gave you like, yeah it gave me a leg up yeah. and then finally somewhere along the way i was like oh i gotta work on my striking and um yeah and i got knocked out you know and i got you know choked With, out i mean your first knockout is a huge deal as a fighter, I imagine. I've heard a lot Everything's of Everything is a huge deal. The first time you, like, get a submission or, you know, like, the first time you win, like, a, like a title belt, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's... So you did, you did the amateur fights. How many amateur fights did you have before you went pro? Nine. Nine? Yeah. And your, your record was, like... All over. Because it was, like, I won a whole bunch and then I, like, lost one, won one, lost one, you know? Yeah, yeah. But which is, is good because that's the time you want to, like, make those stupid mistakes, course, you know? Of course. Like, oh, I can't believe I didn't, like, do this little thing. Well, you know what? When you go pro, your slate is wiped clean. Yeah. And now you're 0-0 and you're a whole new fighter. So, yeah. but and you were I never mean, focusing on jiu-jitsu at this point. No, no. And that's, that's why. Because I jumped right in, you know, after only a little bit of striking. And then I beat everybody up with my wrestling and ground and pound. And then... You know, I went to like throw a girl and she like choked me out and I was like, what is this jujitsu shit? You know, uh, <laughs> but then obviously now I'm a well-rounded fighter and, you know, train all aspects of MMA. Yeah, of course. So you went from the amateur nine fights and the first professional promotion was what? Uh, a Miami-based promotion called CFA, a California Fighting uh, Alliance. And they're not a promotion anymore, but that promotion did amazing things for my career because it was when uh, my second pro fight with them, and I only had two with them, my second pro fight with them was when I fought Fallon Fox and uh, okay. became the only female to ever uh, defeat a transgender fighter. Now, let me ask you about that. Um, I just did a, a podcast about transgenderism. And by the way, 
as a comic, when I say the word, yeah, you're whispering. You want to smoke weed? Yeah. Candle? Oh my can I smoke this? Of course you can. That's why. <laughs> that's why I have it out. Thank God. Um, by, by the way, real quick, uh, are you allowed to smoke weed in the UFC? Is that yeah, part of the drug yeah, testing? Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's so funny because, um, so I've been very, like, a lot more open with the fact that I do smoke weed. Um, and so there's two types of testing. I just got tested the other day, like two days ago from USADA, United States Athletic Doping Association, that tests the UFC fighters. There's in-competition testing and out-of-competition testing. In-competition testing is 24 hours before your fight. Now, there are certain things that you can have in your system and certain things you can't have in your system. All the time, you can never have steroids. Obviously, duh, 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 you know, those are bad. Yeah. But there's you're allowed a certain amount of cannabinoids, I guess you would call yeah. them, you know, of a level of uh, marijuana in your system outside of um, competition, which is not 24 hours before the fight. So think about that. How can you smoke marijuana but still get drug test well if you're gonna have, if you have a fight be smart and stop fighting a month at least a month or something you know what i mean before your fight you know what i mean does it make yeah. sense yeah so yeah oh yeah i don't know if i lined up right now <laughs> yes. yeah so um because i remember i think it was either nick or nate diaz they nate. got in trouble for was it because they smoked weed uh Out within 24 up. hours or did they change the rules since then because this was a while ago and i remember they were like uh, we should be fucking legal. And I remember thinking like, that's, it doesn't strike me as a performance enhancement drug weed, <laughs> no. but I guess it does. Cause you feel less pain. Maybe. I don't know. <coughs> well, as I cough. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the Diaz brothers, I think they kind of just got lazy. You know how I just said, if you have a fight lined up, you should just kind of stop smoking weed. I think he probably just smoked the night before. It's yeah. not about like when you smoke, it's the levels in your system. Got so, it. you know, people who have more fat, on their body, the the marijuana. All I'm not saying the right terms. The cannabinoids or whatever. Are, right, they're yeah. in your system. They're in they're in your fat cells. You know, if you sweat more, then it's gonna leave your system sooner. So there's like a lot of science to it. You know, but yeah. for me as an athlete who uh, enjoys medicinal marijuana, you know, um, I just stop when I have a fight. You know, yeah. and right now I'm not. In, I, I don't have a fight signed, so I'm training and I'm being a professional athlete. But as for my recovery regimen, I like enjoy medical marijuana, and I'm okay with that. And you know what? A lot of people, you know, are like, ooh, you know, there's young kids that look up to you and whatever. But like, I think that for me, I'm an alternative athlete. I'm vegan. I'm a professional mixed martial artist. You know, like there's CBD benefits to it. You can go mm -hmm. into it. You know, and yeah. like whether or not you choose to say I'm a good role model or whatever like that's on you but I'm over here smoking weed I'm not doing heroin so calm the F down <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I think, I think that a lot of people think that taking the stigma away from weed is a pretty important thing to do as opposed to you know making it seem that alcohol is completely the most normal American Dude. thing on the planet I mean there's so much advertising for alcohol in every goddamn TV show and it's just normal yeah. and meanwhile every case of I would say I would argue that almost every case of sexual assault beginning at age 15 probably involves some form of alcohol you know i mean i can't imagine except for the really really creepy shit but like you think about college you know these they have five dollar draft nights next door to a college where yeah. drinking the legal age is 21 oh. like awful yeah. things happen yeah so anyway i'm yeah. a big fan of the weed but only <laughs> because you can't get so high that you'll rape someone <laughs> but you can get so drunk that you'll rape someone yes oh gosh that's a yes. very very good point it's very true <laughs> i don't think people like, like to talk I'm about so that baked, yeah. i would totally rape that girl oh my God. yeah exactly <laughs> and, then, and then he would try and fail i'm gonna rape that girl but i'm gonna start from lying on my back yeah <laughs> exactly jesus <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. hang out that's with stoner guys funny <laughs> you want to be safe hang out with stoner guys but we're already <laughs> 
little. I mean, I think there's truth to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm I mean, trying to think. Trying to think of all of my like really hardcore smoking buddies. They're all like the biggest sweethearts. They're like, it's chill, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> you become like, like Owen Wilson, people. like, hey, we can hook up or not. It's fine. Hang out. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> no, not. It's you, fine. You never get like. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So the second fight and this promotion, this is when UFC found you. No. So what happened? Um, I don't know. I, you you asked about the CFA promotion, so uh, yeah, I fought for them twice. Oh, Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox. Yeah. Now this what this is this is what happens. The minute you <laughs> smoke listeners, one, listeners, listeners, anyway. the listeners are like, guys, get back on track, get back on okay. track. So Fallon Fox. <laughs> so what do you think about um, transgender athletes? Because I there's a girl in high school right now suing the board of education because. She is now losing her track races to transgender transgender oh. athletes, and she was like a, a champion. <clears throat> yeah, and now she's running against yes. men, yeah, technically so, or boys, whatever. This is well, such... so. What do you think about that? Because I think it's, I, I think it's an interesting point where feminism and the trans movement are like butting heads and colliding, and no one wants to talk about it. I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it, it's so weird that I have become like a go-to person to ask about really? it. Really? Well, I mean, think about it. Like, I am a female. And to this I, day, are you the only person to beat her? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, like, my statement afterwards, since I am opposed to a transgender uh, fighter uh, fighting a natural-born woman, Yeah. I am opposed to that. Sure. Even though I did it, people were like, oh, you are prejudiced or, you know, homophobic. Or I'm like, okay, that makes me hurt. That hurts my head. Wait, how am I... You know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be who they are, but I'm saying when there's a contact sport involved, yes. you know, running, look, like for me, that's very hard for me to speak on. I can speak on what I have done in my life and I have fought a transgender fighter. So I have become someone who has experienced the situation firsthand, which is very rare, I think. And I can say that it was, I was hit harder than I've ever been hit. Yeah. You know, like I've had 10 professional fights now, nine amateur fights, tons of sparring, you know, you know, like when golfers go and compete or basketball players go compete, whatever. You've done that a million times that people don't see. You only see the televised version, the long, yeah. you know, and of all those times that I've been hit or whatever, I, I've never felt like I was going to get knocked out the way that I was when I fought this person. Yeah. You know, and I'm very politically correct. You know, a lot of people who have a lot of strong opinions will say, you should say he. I'm like, no, I'm always going to say she sure. because that's the way that you, she wants to be. She wants to be. Yeah. Okay, then so, I, I respect that. But at the end of the day, like she was born a man and she actually didn't transgen, trans, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. She didn't. Transition. Transition. Sorry. She, <laughs> she didn't. Duh. It was like a uh, grammatical lesson. <laughs> <laughs> the weed has already started. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't uh, oh, transition until 30, in her 30s. Okay, so whatever. She's fully developed. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So now this is, I think, a really big... Uh, a really big factor that people don't talk about, but it's purely scientific, you know, sure. like you can do ethics and morals, talk, talk about that until you're blue in the face, but you can't really like prove that shit. This shit you can prove. Okay. Yeah. It's science. Like if someone was born, uh, you know, a male, then he could essentially at a young age stunt his development and to become, you know, Really stunned. the hormonal makeup of a woman. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. You start before before puberty. Yeah. And yeah, so really. that, I can't, you know, like, that's hard because I, I've 
I definitely am a feminist, you know? I mean, I don't know the actual definition of a feminist, you know? Uh, probably someone who just wants equal rights I, well, for I, women. I think, that, I think that a feminist, and by the way, different feminists will argue about this, but I think that the most ex sort of general idea of feminism is someone who believes in social, political, uh, and financial equality. So just social, not sports equality or not, I think it because look, there was a movie called Joanna Man back in the eighties oh about God, it, I remember, yeah. which Someone is such a goofy me. movie. But like, hey, it's kind of the truth because what this girl is alleging <laughs> is that some of these guys were mediocre, mediocre track runners as men, and then they haven't transitioned because they're in high school, but they identify as a woman, and they're winning these races. Uh -huh. Now I don't know how desperate you would be to win a race to do yeah. it inauthentically, but. Who, who knows? Like, maybe there are people who are inauthentically. I do know that, I don't know if you heard about this, Ashley. There was a man, obviously a very Republican guy, who thought that everything happened with the trans movement was so egregious that he identified as a female in England and won all these weightlifting competitions. Just to say, like, here's how ridiculous your argument is about transgender athletes competing with women. Yeah. So. But didn't, oh, gosh, so... It's just so weird because like there's there's so many <clears throat> there's so many you're not things. being you're not being bad or dismissive by saying that trans I, I think it's crazy to say that transgender athletes shouldn't compete with women and say that somehow makes you phobic in any way that to me is nuts I don't know I mean I, I it's just I'm literally taking one specific part of their I don't even want to call it I mean I'm so scared to say the wrong word and of be labeled we all are. like it's 2019. It's like Jesus Christ. Okay, so I want everyone to be who they who they want to be. Of course, even if it's not the sex that you were born with. But when there's safety involved, you know, essentially like hurting someone, breaking someone's face, you know, manipulating joints, all that. I think that is when it becomes, you know, a health well, safety a similar, issue. It's yeah, a like, similar idea to the idea that there shouldn't be steroids in sports. Yeah. Because exactly. your, uh, you know, your makeup is unfair. Yeah, you so. you you have a an advantage. Yeah, and you know, uh, we all know it's not a it's a fact. You know, most men are stronger than women. You know, and so you're already starting off the fight with an advantage. If yeah. I'm, you know, so and I knew I was I knew I was doing that. I knew what I was getting into. You know what I mean? So it was just something that I had to be like, all right, like weigh my pros and cons here. Yeah. Like I'm not afraid to get like knocked out. I'm not afraid to get hurt. Like we so all get into hurt. That fight, there was a lot of fanfare around that. I oh my gosh, people were like, I did so many random ass interviews about it because it was like. Like, why would I go into this fight, you know, knowing what I know? But if you put yourself in my shoes, right? You go into a tournament, a women's tournament, and you're like, all right, I can win $20,000. All I got to do is win when, you know, you know, it's like karate kid. Ding, 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 you know, yeah. you like get the championship. All right, cool. Money and a belt. And like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just a good a good challenge. I wanted to challenge myself, right? Yeah, of course. And you wrestled with men and and well, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so. When we get into the tournament, right? Like it's all women, and then I win my fight, and then I get a bye because oh, so it's a round robin tournament. Yeah, Got that's it. what I mean. Sorry, karate kid. Ding ding ding. No, <laughs> <laughs> you guys totally didn't get that. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so I join into the tournament, and the first round, the first fight, I win. Second one, get a bye, and third one, boom, news breaks that the girl on the other side of the brackets is uh, used to be a guy. How crazy. And, and you didn't know that. Fallon Fox was even in the tournament. Oh, no, no, we did because we, we but all But you didn't know that you were going to fight her. Not until the finals. Yes, got it. You know, and then I'm like, oh. And then the finals, right before the finals, because I was the only person that knew ahead of time. Yeah. None of the other girls knew. 
So I got the choice to like fight her or not, and which is nice because and you're gonna make more money if you do fight her. Well, of course, if I would have pulled out, let's say like I was like, oh, I'm not gonna fight her because I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Then I think then she would have got the money like a buy, you know, and I wouldn't have got the like no. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I just I believed in myself because it's corny to say that. I know. I'm like I just believe. <laughs> I just dug deep and believed in myself. Like no, my coach was like, "All right, we are a better fighter." Like yeah, this is kind of intense. Yeah. But you're a better fighter. You're more skilled. You're more technical. And how many rounds did it go? Did were you at Kendall? Were you at the fight? No, she- I actually I was actually afraid to watch it at first, but then yeah, a lot and, of people were trust me. And then sure. uh, and then I decided like I think like ten minutes before I started, I it started. I like went down to a bar on Coenga and like <laughs> I was like they, there was some other match go like fighting match going on that day, and everyone was watching that. And I go and I'm like, can we just like turn this one TV <laughs> on to watch this MMA fight? And the bartender luckily was like, oh, I'm so glad you walked in. I wanted to see that. Like, thanks oh, wow. for reminding me. He's like, he he knew who you were, and he's like, oh, I'm like a fan and stuff. Like, it was it was cool. So it just like happened to work out, and I watched it, and it was really intense. And I was all, oh, that's my girl. How many like, rounds did it go? Uh, <laughs> it went two, but actually the fight is such a unique fight like there's so many things about this fight that make it like a good watch honestly yeah, yeah. like i would never be like hey it's on youtube i'm gonna watch that shit it's on youtube but like yeah. oh god i'm fighting okay so now i fight at 125 and i'm fighting at 145 you know i don't even look like myself like imagine like young ashley no tattoos like you're just wait like, when did you your tattoos are i just like i said i picture i mean i had some tattoos or like but like but when you you want to be part of that ink life that changed what you're like <laughs> It's all about. Yeah, I, always, I mean, I had my first tattoo at 15, so yeah, it's, I'm such always a nerd. Been. She tried to convince me to go with her to yeah. get one. She got like, with like you don't have any bad influences. No, no. uh, she was like, 19. she's like, we can go. Like, I found this guy. Like, I know we're 15, but he'll like give us tattoos <laughs> and we can get our clits pierced. And Whoa, I was like, pierced. yeah, I was like, Ashley, I didn't my, I didn't, no, no, but I she, didn't. but we, she I was like, UFC she, is probably bad. She, she was like, well, I'll do it if you'll do it. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. But I believe, I believe you got done with a guitar string. Yeah. Yeah. A guitar string. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> a guitar wow. string. We've yeah. come a long way tattoo wise. So. Yes. Yes. By the way, I think. Shout out to all my tattoo head Thank you. <laughs> with rebel, rebel girl on the side is probably one of the baddest ass things. I can imagine. Okay, so back to the fight. So the fight, how'd you win the fight eventually? I'll, I'll watch it. But how, yeah, the uh, it's definitely a good watch. Uh, so the first round, I go in, and it goes my way initially. I'm going forward, and then um, halfway through the round, like, she catches me with a knee, and, like, you see me kind of like, you're like, is she running away? What's going on? <laughs> like, kind of get my bearings back, and then I take her down and ground and pound, and I mounted on top of her, and it's like the last couple seconds of the fight, right? And the crowd's going crazy, which uh, Mike Chavello commentated, which shot out to Mike because he's like um, he says this phrase and I'm like I love him so much it's like an iconic moment for me in my career he's like oh you can't even hear it here the crowd is going bananas and I'm like did he say <laughs> bananas? bananas I'm like all right that's adorable <laughs> and you couldn't so neither could the ref and so when he stopped it he stopped it basically after the bell so the bell rang but you couldn't even hear the bell so then and he stopped it so basically after everyone's celebrating thinking that I won he the ref uh, comes in. He's like, uh, one more round, and I'm like, oh uh, shit. And then I looked at my coach, like just with like what the fuck face. And my coach said, Adam Lynn, my old coach. Shout out to Adam. He was awesome because he looked at me. He goes, he's like, he's an ex marine, just cool, calm, yeah. like the best, like chills guy. He's like, we just beat her. Let's, you, we just beat her once. Were, were Let's you do winning it again. both rounds? 
Well, this is the first. So I, the first round. Oh, that was the first. Round. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So then the second round, he's like, "Hey, we just beat her. Let's yeah. do it again." And I, he's like, "Now you get to do it twice." And I'm like, "Okay." Oh yeah, like I'm like. And you'd won that first round. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because yeah. like the ref actually thought that he like the ref was the round was over wasn't yeah. over. I don't even know. Like he the ref was just couldn't hear, so he stopped it because he thought you know she was done. Yeah. So anyway, so basically the same thing happened in the second round. So everyone's like, you, got, oh. you mounted and ground and pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, I had to do it God. twice, which was nice. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. it's because like somebody says, "Oh, she got lucky" or something like that. Like, uh, no, I did not. So by the way, <laughs> as as someone who uh, does jujitsu, and I would murder you in jujitsu, by the way. Actually, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I love a challenge. Okay, <laughs> but because uh, you know I'm I'm a guy, I'll just fucking <laughs> side control and, and uh, lay and pray. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see an ab comparison here. Oh no, yeah, her abs will destroy my abs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling me fat, though, Kendall. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> oh, but to mount, so my point oh. is to mount someone and to mm. keep someone in mount is not, there's no luck involved in that. That's one of the hardest positions to maintain in jujitsu. You need like a real skill and strength and balance to yeah. do that. So the idea that you'd be lucky is absurd. Yeah, no, no one called me lucky after that fight. They was just like, everybody was in shock and awe. Like, it was just... And then from the, the Fallon Fox fight. So I imagine there were interviews and da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO did an interview with me. They were oh, like, really? Yeah, because... And did it result in controversy? Were people upset that you... Did, I mean, you... did you have the opinion, by the way, I won the fight, but... Yeah, I, I did. don't think yeah. I should have. Yeah, had oh a yeah, fight. for sure. That's what I said, and I like, got some backlash. And but I, I mean, I don't want to be like oh, I give zero fucks, but like I really give zero fucks about what because other people. Because I know that. in my heart, yeah. like I know what I believe. Like I believe that like like if someone was a transgender person right here in front of me, like and they were a cool person, I would love them just as much as another person. I give, I give zero fucks yeah. about that. I give, I just give I give a lot of fucks about people's safety. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, that's all. And that's so. the, the perfect, you know, argument for it. Is Fallon Fox still fighting? I don't even know. I don't know. Are there other transgender fighters? Not the UFC, I imagine. Honestly, I feel like we would know because yeah. it's so controversial. It'd be like, I've holy shit. Yeah, I think she's like maybe the first. At least, I mean, because essentially, wow, I never thought about this. Someone could have lied and like, but no, because pregnancy tests. I'm right? sure there's a lot of ways that well, you can... Well, I'm sure you submit a birth certificate at some point. I mean, it's crazy because things are going to change um, over the years. And there's probably in 10 years from now, there are going to be people that you wouldn't know what they were born with, well, how they were born. Honestly, it's so early on, like this whole acceptance of being transgender and everything. It's so early on to create laws for any of that. Like we're just getting around to like legalizing marijuana. It's <laughs> taken a long time. We've known people like marijuana like, the, like marijuana, it's no secret. No, but it's like it's the same thing, like creating like laws and safe spaces and acceptance for all that. Yeah. Like it, it's just going to take time. And the show, and my show last night that you were going to come to, oh, but then yeah. didn't. Sorry, it's well, you fine. ate last minute. That's You're true. like, it's sold I, out. I, I I'm like, because I was so Theo Vaughn, tired. Theo Vaughn had this joke where he goes, "My cousin told me he's gay," and I was like. Everyone's gay now. It's 2019. What else you got? You got, <laughs> yeah. a better, you got another trick? Oh, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of true because of everything that's happened with the trans movement. Like homosexuality is such a is totally a, accepted. Not, I yeah. mean, anywhere on the that planet, ain't. people are like, that I got is, a gay friend. They don't, you know. That's a perk. That's good, right? Like now, now it feels like you can't even out anyone as gay 
because you're just like, okay. oh, by the way, he's, all, you know. I, yeah. I did go to college in Indiana and I knew people that were like my age and they were still in the closet what? from their families. It was insane. It was in, like, they were like, no, well, they we're can't, spoiled no. here. Yeah. God. It, yeah it, it makes you realize. <laughs> we're like, come on, guys, just be yourself. We're in California. Yeah. <laughs> it's peace, love, and happiness and weed. Oh, my God, exactly. <laughs> so, so after the Found Fox and all that, so obviously at this point, your profile goes up tremendously, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, shit. Is that when the UFC kind of came a knocking? Honestly, I'll never forget a conversation that I had with uh, Sean Shelby after, like, at an after party one time. He was like, look, you have two fights. That was my second pro fight, you know? He's like, you just keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to be here in no time. And... You know, I think, I, oh, I took one more fight and then, yeah, the UFC called. Yeah. So I was 3-0 I mean, and the UFC called. That's like a comic getting that call from Lauren Michaels for SNL. That's a big, you know, it's yeah. a big oh, yeah. stage. For, for sure. So, um, and are you loving it? Are you loving the UFC? Are you love Dana? <laughs> I know a lot of fighters like, mm, fucking. It's weird that I feel like it's the only place where as a, uh, I was talking about another comic with this recently. A lot of sports interviews. Like if you hear anyone who's interviewed on the Patriots. It's the most boring, milk toast interview ever because, you know, the, the coach, and I'm so stoned, I forgot his name, who's coach, <laughs> Belichick. Belichick oh, is just like know. a boring, he's just like, and they can't say anything outside of the lines. You know what I mean? But yeah. UFC is sort of, it feels like it's encouraged to, I can't, I'm always amazed at how oh, many no. people yeah. have beefs with Dana White and they're still fighting in the UFC. I don't know how much of it is staged. I mean, is there a little WWE aspect to it? Uh, that's such a question that I'm like, I'm I'm getting a lot, and it's like I can say yes, but I can also say no. This thing about it, like they're not gonna be like, here's a script, but I think certain things are encouraged. You know, uh, if a fighter, you know, maybe girls, you know, are marketing themselves the right way, or if a, a guy is talking trash like on Twitter, it. It's a thing. It really is a thing. And and we would all be liars if we said it's not. Come on. It's blatant and obvious, you yeah. know? It's the way, you know, even boxing, I think, works a little bit like that. So it's like, yeah, like, there's probably some favoritism, but yeah, it's it's WWE, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's what the people want to see, I yes. guess. So. Well, it's interesting because shit talking is a very interesting phenomenon. And a lot of people go, oh, it's just shit talking. We're just trying to promote the fight. But take it from the comic perspective, roast battles, right? Oh. You have the whole thing oh, like, yeah. we roast who we love and we're all friends. <laughs> if you know the inside scoop, they all fucking hate each other. Really? Lisa Lampanelli hated Greg Giraldi. He hated her. They fucking, they've all like, Meow. so there's a lot of, and for example, Mike Lawrence had a roast with Ralphie May uh, and a roast battle was televised. And Ralphie May never spoke to Mike Lawrence until the day he died. Um, and Mike has to live with the fact that he heard him that bad. So I think when people, even if they go, hey, we're trash talking, I imagine it gets personal very quickly and they actually really mean what they say. Well, I mean, that's a great question, Bill, but I... Finally, I got one great question. <laughs> Jesus, it's been almost an hour. <laughs> no, these are all great so you, questions. So who is your biggest beef with? Beck Rawlings? Who are you Becky talking about? That is my shit? only beef, really. Yeah, and like... And you I felt that. You were like this bitch. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's just it, it definitely was personal, and I am so fucking happy that the fight went the way it did because yes. I just feel like I could like let it go now. Like, not I don't want to be your fucking bestie. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't have this kind of like, like, ugh, I don't know. So what was the beef like, about? 
It was just sort of like, I can beat her, I can beat you, and then no, like, like, your mother's a whore. What? There's I mean, more it to it, but like, I won't even do her the justice of talking about it. Like, yeah. She's... Like she had to, she's been like bare knuckle boxing now, and like that's right. She got cut, so it's like, uh, your life is already kind of fucked. I mean, hopefully she's doing what she loves, and that's like where she wanted to be the whole time. <laughs> Sorry, did that sound awful? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk shit. I don't want to talk shit, but her life is over. Fuck her. She's her a life bare knuckle boxer sucks. in the desert, like, dude. I I know you. That's there's other places you. So would how did the, be. how did the beef start? You know how is it like. I'm, How does a beef start? <laughs> I'm sure. Well, first of all, you did the beef start before the fight was assigned? Yes, 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 yes. Oh. Yeah. So when I is got that the call, why they assigned the fight? Because they're like, no, oh. no, no, no. Okay. But when I got the call to fight her, I was like, oh, please pick me, pick me, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was weirdly satisfying. I mean, yeah. not weirdly, but like, wait, is that the? Oh, that's not the fight I saw. No, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was like my second to last fight. So not the last one, the one before that. It was a good fight. Yeah, we like worked a lot on boxing and it was just like a lot of stand up, but she's yeah. like this boxing champion and like outboxed you. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't need to talk about it anymore. Like it's done, you know? And like cause the other day, I think someone said she posted a picture of like, like she, she doesn't think she lost the fight and it was a unanimous decision. And I'm like, uh, really? Oh, she like, doesn't think she lost the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, like a unanimous decision. It's not like a split, split decision. decision you can be like, like yeah. you know. So, yeah, she's still talking shit. And I'm like, dude, part of me is like, bare knuckle boxing. Okay, maybe Because she won. probably wants a rematch or something. I don't know. I mean, like that would be me lowering my myself to her of level. Course, yeah. Really? I'm like, oh, I'll give you another shot. Like, yeah, 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 of course. No, I'm okay. I'm good. I beat your ass like decisively. So, I don't know. Yeah. Like we want to fight people above us. You know what I mean? Yes. You want to challenge yourself. Like that's not a challenge. But yeah. I don't know. So who is it um, that you want to fight the most right now? Is there someone that you have your eyes on? That you're well, like, so it's like a good I said, match like, for you? I don't have any real beef with not anybody. Not beefs, but just you know like I mean? as a fighter, so like, like yeah. I would like to fight this person because. I mean, you know what's weird is that like I like the idea of like. Who are you going to call another? out on my podcast? Call someone out. I like the idea of like fighting another like wrestler too because yeah. it's like I don't know like I, I want to maybe I miss wrestling I don't know but like <laughs> wrestling is like such a fun part of the fight but sometimes sure. you know I don't know like I, like the last girl you know like I lost unfortunately and you know she Who's beat the last girl? she beat me um Andrea Lee okay I don't know and she's she's really a sweet girl you know what I mean like and you're like, friends with. I'm not friends with her, but it's like you if can you tell when people's like, like yeah, nice, you yeah, know. Yeah, like okay. she just seems like a cool person, and like I've heard good things about her from other people. You know what I mean? So it's like I can respect that, you yeah. know. Like it sucks that I lost, but it's I'm like at least she's not a fucking c word, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Because um, there are c words. And how there. did you lose? Was it through striking or was it? Decision? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a uh, decision. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Um, so you want to write, you want to fight another wrestler because you want to see how your wrestling stacks up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I do like, you know, striking as well. Like with, with Beck, you know, it was a striking fight. Um, and I would, I would rematch Andrea as well, you know, like not like, because I think that like I won that fight. I definitely lost, but I feel like nine times out of 10, I'd win that fight. But sure. like some other shit was going on in my life that like, I'm not making excuses, but I just want another shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. I lost, but let me do it again. You know, if she didn't want to fight me, like what I just say about Beck, you know, it's like, I wouldn't blame her. I would be like, you're scared. You're not scared. You now, know? Um, in terms of other things in your life right now, and I want to get into, cause I think 
the podcast called The Afterlap, and some of it has to do with the fact that, what, is there a yes. bug on me? That was yeah. a very vegan of me. <laughs> um, killing yeah. bugs is vegan, right? I don't even know, bugs. but... Um, it was making its way across your chest. I was oh, just watching really? it. She's a better person than I am. I was well, just staring. It's okay. I'm closer, so I don't expect you uh, to like jump over the table. <laughs> so, so part of the idea of the afterlap is like you know, after the laugh, after retirement. Like obviously, as the the shelf life of a fighter is not super long, so you must have your eyes towards a future when it's over. Or do you think about because um, obviously you're involved in some really cool stuff seemingly as an activist either vegan activist or like women empowerment activist you have fans and followers and you have podcasts so you're obviously already sort of do you do you think okay there's movies there's wwe there's shit like that let me take on ronda rousey in WWE. <laughs> um is the question am i gonna do wwe well i guess i just think like or what am i doing life best after, case, life best, after case scenario, best case scenario best case scenario uh Professional fighting lasts like what, six more years, right? That's a long time. I mean, maybe even I'm 30, less. I'm 32, which, you know, lately people have been saying I look like 20, 27, 28, and I'm like, all right, that's a couple years. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so maybe like three to five more years. Three to five more years. Yeah. Which is, which is, you said six? <laughs> is that what you said? Which is, well, it's right around I'm the corner. Six, no. So you must three already be looking at like, what's next for you oh yeah for sure for sure and i mean like if well the wwe i well i don't even know how much i'm I'm allowed to say but there's been you've been talking well they slid to your dms no not it's hard to explain well basically right now let's just say i am very very focused on being the best fighter i can be with the ufc but later in my life if i was offered a position with the wwe yes of course i would take it i'd be crazy to say no you know like nah i don't want to like you know take less damage to my body and make probably more money yeah and you know like floyd mayweather does it so it's not going to damage his reputation as a boxer i don't even know i all i know is it's like it's probably fun too yeah you're fucking acting and you know like wrestling kind of yeah. you, you know not get real do, wrestling, you get to do those but... sweet sweet steroids when you're a wrestler too oh, there's God. no there's no restrictions no I, I... ashley's a good actor too we took a lot of theater oh, yeah. classes oh really yeah, in high did. school have yeah. you, have you ever years. have you ever yeah. auditioned have we you ever did. thought about i mean I, you're such a unique look you obviously can't go in for i okay so the first movie i did is coming out this march whoa it's called lola i play a basically i'm my character is like the female ivan drago it's a boxing movie yeah oh, shit. it's an independent film by but you don't do a russian accent do you i don't have any lines so that's good okay <laughs> yeah and then um so and then also in march i'll be shooting the second movie we're shooting in philly and i play an mma fighter so i really have to dig deep and like yeah, find yeah, the yeah. inner character but you have um, lines for this one yeah i have lines for this one and i'll also be helping out with the stunt choreography okay by the way and this is not why I brought you on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I have a couple. Well, I have a bucket list item. <laughs> and I was close to it when you were in New York and you fought at the was it Barclays was, Center. Barclays Center. And I got to be part of your guest list and hang out with like <laughs> oh, your yeah. USC friends. Like, what's up, guys? Yeah, I do jujitsu. 
you know, um, they're so tough. Fun. Like whenever I hang, whenever I see her with her fire friend, I'm like, these guys are tough. These, yeah. These guys oh, are and that tough. also made me think like, <laughs> I love that Kendall's one of my few friends. That's like not a fighter. She says stuff like that sometimes. Oh, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Kendall said, we're at like a bar. We're looking at a guy and like, he's like maybe really, really buff. Kendall goes, Ugh, ew, too many muscles. <laughs> I'm like, Kendall, we live different lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I imagine Ashley, and we'll get back to my bucket list, but I imagine, I, I don't know if you're single or engaged or married. I know there's been different ver- versions <laughs> since I've known you. There have been things going on that I don't know about. I just remember meeting guys. I was like, this guy could kick my ass. This guy, that guy could kick my ass, but this other guy could. So, um, yeah, you've seen me date a couple guys. That's and right. by the way, a wide spectrum. <laughs> One guy was like, this guy will, will murder me if I look at Ashley funny. <laughs> and another guy, I was like, he looks like he should be in a boy band. So, oh I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, I can't even, I'm like trying to think. But they could all still kick my ass. Anyway, the point is this. Uh, so, as a as a woman who is a fighter, I imagine the type of man that you want. You probably want a man that could still kick your ass, right? Well, Does that yeah. sound weird to say? I mean. You don't want a man that you could beat up? Does that sound like horrible and sexist for me to say that? Okay, look. I used to say a couple years ago, like well, a long time ago, I said I would never date a short guy. A guy shorter <laughs> than me. But then I dated a guy shorter than me. And things were pretty awesome. They yeah. didn't. Obviously, it's over. But they didn't know. You know, none of them like last. But <laughs> for the short time. <laughs> so for the brief period <laughs> that I was dating him, uh, we had some good times, and so I just kind of got over that. Like I didn't care. Yeah. Granted, when we went out and uh, I wear heels and yeah. like I'm like fucking towering over him, it felt a little weird sometimes. You felt like but... a circus monkey, like going with his arm yeah, up in the air. Yeah. So um, if I was to say right now, like, oh, I would never date a guy that like doesn't doesn't fight, then that's probably bullshit because who knows maybe I meet some guy in the future and he's, and he's fucking an awesome yeah well I don't know like need a lawyer <laughs> no I one time I dated a CrossFit guy and he, he didn't fight yeah but that's still like kind of in the same genre of being a very physically fit ripped human being damn hold you on I'm it. doing some internal like, thinking I'm like have yo- I really would you, only dated would you, date a, would you date a vegan yoga teacher a vegan he's probably really skinny huh he's probably skinny does he, he cook? <laughs> and he probably says namaste, not ironically. Oh not ironically. Um, Ew. He has a punch card. At, he has a punch card at Veggie Grill. Anyway, um, I do think that. Oh, by the way, you obviously know that documentary Game Changers on Netflix. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. Probably, James actually hit me up ahead of time about it. Yeah, to to like you should have prim- been in that. Uh, he, I was gonna be. Yeah, he told me about it. He uh. was like, yeah, we were gonna do someone new, but some something happened, I guess. But so I was do like, you, do you feel that? Um, because obviously, I watched that. I was stoned and I watched that documentary. I'm like, I got to be vegan ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. And, uh, and you've, seen my, you've seen my act. I make fun of vegans yeah, so dude. much. But do you feel that? I always that, feel it coming when, I, when, I, when he's like performing. I'm like, oh, the vegan jokes are coming. Here we go. <laughs> you inspire me. So um, do you feel that? Because the one thing that really kind of was, wow, when he did the battle ropes for over an hour. Who did? James. Oh, oh, yeah. And well, I'm like, do you, th- do you feel that vegan, uh, a vegan diet is so is such a difference than having me. Do you feel like your athleticism would completely change if you weren't vegan? Can I clarify? Yes. I haven't seen the movie, so you're telling me that he did the bowel rips for an hour powered by veganism? He he said that the only... He said before his his personal best was 10 minutes. Okay. And he said that just by changing his diet, solely diet, Mm. vegan diet, he did it for over an hour and he said I could have kept doing it, which is, is crazy sounding to me. But... The whole point of the documentary is that vegan is actually much more – you can actually be stronger and faster and healthier and all that should have more endurance from a vegan diet. 
which I think a lot of people in the planet don't know or think or believe. And I guess you obviously believe that, or is it yeah. more ethical for you? No, I actually, there's like a four point <laughs> reason system I got going on, you know, and it's, uh, you know, in not any order, but the cruelty aspect, yeah. the environmental aspect, the taste aspect, yeah. you know, and I mean, what am I missing here? <laughs> There's one more, I swear. Don't smoke the weed. moral chicken. Taste. Well, the health, obviously, the fitness. Let's yeah. Start. So, so like, yeah, like health reasons, I guess. You know, like that's essentially why I started. I tr that's why I went vegetarian because yeah. I wanted to see if it would help me drop a weight class. Yes. And it did. Yeah. And then when I was like doing it, I accidentally brainwashed myself into seeing all these fucked up videos, you know, but I'm now brainwashed in a good way. Like I can't, sure. there's no way I could like eat meat right now. I yeah. cannot see, I see murder. I see like disgustingness when I see it. Like I couldn't put it in my mouth and not gag probably. You know, what's so funny is every time I, I eat meat all the time, but when I smoke weed and I watch those documentaries, I, I know for a fact it's evil. <laughs> like when I'm stoned, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is awful. Dude. Even with fish, it's terrible. Dude. And I know it when I'm stoned. And then I'm sober, I'm like, yeah, let me have the fucking boiled <laughs> salmon. Anyway. Yeah. It, I mean, it's intense. Like I, I'm, I'm vegan, but then there's like another level. There, I, I've made recently a lot of um, activist friends. Yeah. And uh, my friend that I might hang out with later today, I hope you wanted to meet her, Robin, she goes to pig vigils. Pig vigils. Yes. Do you What's guys know what this is? I don't know what a pig vigil is. Okay, so a pig vigil is vigil is a get together of people where pigs are basically being taken off to slaughter. And you go they, to the location. You, you go to a location, and they give the pigs water, and they're just there, and it's they're basically like protesting, you know, before they're slaughtered, and like kind of spending some time with them. And, and you give can them actually—they give you access to the pigs. I don't know how they do it. I, I've never been to one, but like I would go to a pig vigil. I'm sad. No, it's so. Sad. I mean, I'm not saying don't go to pig vigil. I'm just saying, like, dude, I'm like a really sensitive, sensitive, yeah. like empathetic Clearly. person. Like, we got that from the podcast. How sensitive. <laughs> very sensitive no, I, know, I, know. I don't uh, just punch stuff <laughs> yeah no that'd be a really weird well some people are also let's be honest some people are pain fetishists some people want oh. to go to the pig vigil so they can cry and no thank misery. you i enjoy being happy yes yes i enjoy being happy uh, wait doesn't everybody enjoy being happy <laughs> yes no you'd be surprised <laughs> so, i don't think mother Teresa enjoyed being happy i was just like this is miserable anyway so um <laughs> So I, we got we got to wrap this up because yeah. I know you guys go. It's been a while. Um, I got to pee. Kendall, Kendall, water. <laughs> Kendall's uh, her high is wearing off. So um, I need to smoke more weed. Okay. <laughs> so I, I just want to say, is there anything else that you kind of want to? I could talk to you forever, and I hope maybe one day you can come back when you talk about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, I've been trying to come. It's just I think you, I've been trying to get you, you go months. out of town a lot too. So yeah, it's no, not no, just no. me. I'm not, I'm not blaming He's you. like, yeah, Ashley. I'm like, uh, you were in this place, this place, but I travel too. Like no. literally, we could never date, Bill, because we'd be like. Shh, zoom, shh, Sounds like the perfect dating scenario. No, <laughs> never see each other. Define ever. date. Anyway, so um, is there anything that you have you want to promote or sort of like impart the listeners? Just to get, I mean, I, I, they, I want them to all be I fans of yours. Like First of all, you're funny as fuck too. And you're <laughs> smart as fuck too. And I hope that your brain, look. I didn't I tell saw, you, I want I, to tell you something okay, real quick. And, and, and listeners, Please, if you feel any kind of way about what I'm about to say, let me know. And maybe that's the reason I do it. But I just got back from a writer's like brainstorming yeah. session over here at the Kirk Douglas Theater. And I basically told my little story. And people were like, afterwards, they were like, dude, I would go watch you do stand-up comedy. 
And I was like, stop it. Ashley, I'm like, stop it. I'm, I'm like, I, you, you know I love comedy, but I'm like, I can't be the one to do it. Like, I like food, Ashley, but I don't want to fucking cook, man. Let me tell you something. So I, I have two friends who who are like, and I'm not comparing you to porn, but I'm oh, friends with a porn star named, li- named Rachel Starr, right? And she's also vegan, and she is an incredible woman. And she's beautiful. She's also a porn star. And you're... Incredible and vegan, beautiful, and also a porn, a porn star. Wait, what's my point? I just have two hot friends. And I had I had a point about this, um, but I always told her, you got to do stand up. Did she ever do it? Um, she hasn't done it yet, but I'm gonna make because she's funny as fuck. You have to look if Brendan Shaw can do it. Look, I'm just saying that there is there is not another. F- female fighter doing stand-up you have a unique point of view God, it takes so much balls i don't know says no. a girl who gets in the octagon no yeah. that's different like literally i feel like when i'm in the cage like i can be any character you know i can like be more confident because i'm like i don't even know like i'm confident in not like who i am and like what i'm like i'm confident in the fighter like my fighting yeah. skills i do this all the fucking time i've trained for years and years and years if i went up on stage and was like <clears throat> Testing one, two, three. All right, you let's, know? Hear, let's hear your first joke. No, what would be your first joke? No way. I have uh, smoked some. Well, you're good friends with you good friends with mutual friend uh, Adam Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Hunter could write you some jokes. Get oh up there. Oh my god, do people do that? I thought you'd write your own jokes. You can, but people write jokes for people all the time. Uh, I think in the beginning, I don't think it's a bad idea just to kind of know that you can go on stage and tell some. Because you're already kind of famous. And Adam is such you a, start with a zinger, it's just all uphill. Actually, <laughs> I mean, this, wait, this is why you came uphill. on this podcast. You're going to do some stamp comedy. Yeah. No, no. Me and Adam are going to or, dra- me and Adam are drag you kicking and screaming. <laughs> manifest it, dude. Manifest you yeah. into it. Think of Miss Monty in drama class. How why not? Be of you. Look, the fact that you like it, the fact that Look, you obviously have an ability to speak and be funny. You know what sucks is driving over here. I already like decided that it's a challenge and it scares me yeah. and you only get better by doing what challenges you yes. and what scares you. So I was like, great. Now I'm doing stand up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like I already accepted it. <laughs> yeah. Also, here's the difference too. If you go, huh, let me try MMA. You can go in there and like break your face. Uh, if you go in there, true. let me try no, stand comedy. No, Worst hair is like I'm some sensitive. Idiot if yeah. I bomb and some fuckhead in the audience is like, get off the stage. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Wait, can I tell you something? When it happens to you, because this happened to me, it's not that big a deal. Like what? from the outside looking in, you go, my little heart would, break. No, no, no. Oh. I'm sensitive like you. I'm like from the outside looking in, like that'd be the worst feeling uh. ever. And then when it happens, you're like, eh. you get over it in a day or two. What I'm telling that? you. I don't even know. Ooh, Bombing do you think so sociopaths would make good comedians? I think they make the best comedians. Because like they don't give a fuck, right? They're yeah. like, yeah. But also and then I'm going to kill someone later too. people like you. Who probably have a little bit of OCD. I'm guessing Kendall, am I right with the OCD with her? A little uh, bit OCD? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very driven. Ash- driven. Yeah. Super competitive. competitive. Uh, like, Ashley's, like, let me just touch back on in high school. <laughs> oh, like, was- Ashley was like, <laughs> no, like, she was the only one of our friends where I'm like, oh, she's actually going to go to college. Uh, <laughs> not, none of us are doing that. <laughs> like, like, we were all like, oh, is that what she's been doing this whole time? <laughs> like, planning on doing that? Like, it, it's, it was actually, like, yeah, very um, impressive. Well, like to live. Yeah, Ashley, you're, you're such, such a cool woman. I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad that we're friends. I, I feel so cool. Oh, my bucket list item. I didn't even say. Oh, yeah, what is it? I want to be in the entourage that walks towards the fucking ring. Do I need like serious training to do that? <laughs> Can I just be a guy who just walks, holds, holds a towel or I, something? I think all that it would take would be like 
me lying and being like, this is my teammate. You could, we could do jujitsu together and be my teammate. <laughs> you know what I mean? No? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, we could definitely make it happen. Oh, I could teach you some jujitsu. <laughs> anyway, that is a bucket list item. I want to be the guy, you know, whatever. You know, it gives you a hug. Bucket list guys to be the bucket guy? Yeah, I'll be the bucket guy. Bucket list guys to you be the bucket guy. You can spit in the guy. bucket. Oh, yeah. Ooh, maybe she'll spit on you. Uh, whoa, whoa. This just went to like a different a kind of podcast. Bit, like, oh, how many boners face. will I pop then? I know, anyway, depends on how much so, blood um, there's in it. <laughs> We're going to that note. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, thank you so much for All coming. All right, guys. Ashley I'll, I'll be at the comedy store on Tuesday. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you're going to do it soon. Me and I'm going to make you do it. Um, but you, you're you're big on Instagram and Twitter and all the social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all the same. It's uh, Ashley MMA. No why. Not like Ashley like a Barbie doll. More like yeah. Ashley like I'll punch you in the face. So <laughs> two E's, no why. <laughs> That's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have a daughter, name her Ashley A-S-H-L-E-E. Right. Or unless you want a cheerleader, name her A-S-H-L-E-Y. <laughs> well, I look forward to big things from you, Ashley. And thanks for coming to the Laugh. Bye-bye. Thanks. Oh, okay. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that episode of The After Laugh. If you liked it, make sure you give it five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And please spread the word. Thank you so much for supporting. And check out our other podcasts on the Laugh Factory Network, Fanatics with Sean Joshi. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>